Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, David Bush, Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, Kelly Breckner, and Andy Dugan. May the Force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Gee, Wilders, casual fam, did you see a Clone War? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we all did. I am so excited to talk about the latest episode of Clone Wars, and doing that with me is the lovely Holly. Holly, great camera angle. You're glowing <laughs> like an angel right now. Great. It might be the lights, but... It's probably the lights. It's probably yeah. the webcam. Um, I'm looking a little red right now that could be because of the the bathroom demo today the bathroom demo was fun absolutely that's that's something we actually didn't even share with luke i'm surprised i'm still walking right now Mm -hmm. we also have luke joining on the conversation my friend how you doing oh doing all right i've i've been doing a little home improvements as well let's go i feel i feel how that feels <laughs> well for those of you listening uh luke is actually getting his house ready to be sold so he can move into chopper base here with us so we'll be one big casual family times three star wars compound that's right the compound <laughs> oh my god that's actually a great base name just compound? the compound like no one would you know suspect that of anything right the casual compound, but I'm not sure about the way the that casual sounds. compound sounds like like a sex shop. <laughs> like it does. The government's going <laughs> to investigate the casual compound. You know, no, no, uh, you know, long term relationships here. Everything's casual. No, uh, folks, we we are excited to talk about Clone Wars, and and I will just warn you all here. Um, it, if you haven't seen it, just don't l- listen to this episode un- until you do. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. Turn it off. We are um, episode nine. Is it mm-hmm. episode nine? Yeah. Sure is. So after this, only three more episodes to go in Clone Wars forever. Um, and so, Holly, we watched a little refresher of Clone Wars before we got mm-hmm. started because of all the remodeling today and all the paint fumes, I felt like everything I remember just... Yeah, it kind right of, of my mind. went to my head a little. The fumes or the Clone. phrasing? Clone Wars? The Clone Wars went to your head. I hope it did. <laughs> no, the fumes for sure. The fumes for sure. Luke, I don't know if you had any fumes today in your remodeling efforts, but uh, I know you were excited You know, for this arc, as were we. I got to hear your, your first thoughts about what was going on in this elevated version of Clone Wars. Yeah, this is the big one that that Crazy. we all knew was was coming and I've been anticipating fire. and it did not disappoint uh, whatsoever. I mean, it was on a sort of epic action scale on like I think we've seen in the series before, um, which I'm not always like a big action sequence guy, but yeah, you couldn't not like a lot of those, especially Ahsoka diving out of the oh. um, out of the starship as it was coming in you know the the lander was coming in through the atmosphere of mandalore that was really intense and really really cool and gosh there's just so much to cover i don't know mike where you want to want to start but it definitely like blew me away and one of my initial thoughts was 
I don't know if they they did this really on purpose or not, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Um, do you recall in the movie in um, you know back in what two thousand eight? It opens with a bridge battle scene. Yeah. Um, on Christophsis, which yeah. Obi Wan and Anakin there um, fighting it out with the droid army on a bridge, and I was like, I wonder if they did that on purpose because this episode opens with that that great yeah action sequence and showdown over the bridge. And it seemed really fitting to me that this is kind of where this is this show is ending when you know this arc is the final arc to end it and it's got that very similar kind of action setup as the the opening of the movie did back in you know over a decade ago it did it surprisingly did have that feel of 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 the original movie which was yeah like a long time ago and can can I just say why the hell are we having battles on bridges? You know, it just doesn't <laughs> seem structurally sound or safe. You know, there's so many explosions. How many explosions can one bridge take? You know, is that a like a CCR song? I think that is. <laughs> I, 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 it sounds you know like a, a really great chorus. Um, I want to know uh, how many <laughs> shots can that bridge take. <laughs> we actually might record that here for uh, uh, the casual fam. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded any music, so that might maybe covers and, and, and parodies is what we're meant to do with a Star Wars flair. Um, but yeah, why are they doing it on, on a, well, why are they having a battle on a bridge? Let me be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, and, and I got to also mention Obi-Wan and his timidness in the beginning. I, uh, Holly, were you surprised by that? We, 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 we have moments of Obi-Wan being a little more timid than Anakin, but Anakin just called him out. Yeah. He just called him out. I don't know. I kind of feel like Anakin was a little bit reckless, but well, uh, yeah, I think Classic, that Obi-Wan right? was probably approaching it the way that he should have. And then yeah. Anakin, typical arrogant Anakin, yeah. Anakin comes in and he's like, nope, I'm just going to charge in there. Yeah. It, it it started off, holy cow, Obi-Wan's introduction in that episode was so sick with that side shot of him in the smoke. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. He, like, slices a missile that was going to, mm-hmm. you know, blow up Cody. And all of a sudden he's like, ah, we got to seek cover. And I'm like, whoa, what? You just, like, came out of here like a boss and now we're hiding. And uh, so I was expecting it to get, you know, even more epic. And then Anakin comes in and it got a little silly for me there. Uh, in that moment, but uh, Luke, are you from what we're seeing from Anakin? Are are you? Is it feeling connected? I mean, this thing is budding right up to Episode Three, maybe even bleeding into it. Does it feel like the Anakin that we know from Episode Three? Are we getting to that point? That's a really interesting point because I, I think so. In the in the arrogance, when you think of that that yeah. opening sequence of episode three, when him and Obi-Wan are going in, you know, to land on Grievous's ship and then, you know, the things he pulls, you know, in the star, in the Jedi starfighter leading up to it. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way he acts once they get to Grievous ship, he's very cocky, very self-assured mm-hmm. at that point, Anakin, and like much stronger in his abilities. And when we saw him in attack of the clones, so that part, that part definitely kind of lines up with what we saw yeah. in this bridge sequence. Like, uh, very cocky, you know, very brash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that lines up for me. And I think it's it's really funny to me that you brought up the whole bridge thing because I thought, why fight on a bridge for sort of a different reason too? <laughs> uh, just like in a in a, a galaxy such as this with all this technology, you would think a bridge wouldn't be that 
consequential of a strategic yeah. point. Yeah. But to me, you know, it got me thinking like, why, why does this sequence keep coming up again? Yeah. Um, and I think I've heard that George Lucas took a lot of, uh, inspiration and in, in like sort of designing of dog fights and some military encounters from world war two footage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when you think of like, you know, back then, like, yeah, bridges over rivers and things were like huge strategic choke points and there'd yeah. be battles over controlling like river crossings and bridges. So I think it was probably that influence True. That even though like, okay. And, and when you can fly all around and have jetpacks and mm-hmm. travel through space at light speed, what does the bridge matter? But yeah. it is a cool, like confrontational area. It is, a, and it makes for a great ballad sometimes, yeah, too, you know, <laughs> writing, writing yes, music. Yes, especially when it's sung by our very own Luke Elder. Right, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> but absolutely. I, think, I don't know, I think that when you break it down like that, sometimes jetpacks and flying yeah. through space at hyperspeed isn't always something that's relatable all the time, but war is. Yeah, that's And true. I think that when we can pull in those symbols, like a bridge is, like you guys said, something that you want to control to have the advantage and i feel like everyone kind of understands that in battle like that's absolutely where everyone's going to meet because that makes or breaks your battle that's true we 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 accept it because that's what we've seen in film and in 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 actual documentaries as holly would say yeah (laughs) and really this whole series is a war show yeah. it truly yeah. is so i guess yeah. that would make sense that we do keep seeing the sequence over and over yeah yeah and, you see refugee crises and, yep. and sort of like abstainers peaceful abstainers from the war and how they get pulled into things so yeah, yeah. just the whole series like you're saying is war through and through and mm-hmm. you see all the things that we know of and from wars in our history here and, and sorry mike i kind of derailed it a little bit with my world war ii talk oh, when dude. you were you were getting into like what is the Anakin that we're dealing with now and how does it connect to episode three? And I thought one of the most powerful moments of the episode is when and it was brilliant to me when the sirens go off on the ship yeah. and Obi-Wan comes in and says, Grievous is attacking Coruscant. And so we know this is the start of Revenge of the Sith, this yeah. moment right here. So like the connection is immediate in the timeline Yeah, and it's right now and how powerfully they played but subtly the moment that you know as a fan watching uh is going to be ahsoka and anakin's last moment Mm -hmm. together ever yeah yeah anakin's on the fast train to darth vaderville you know and so yeah they're not going to see each other again with him as anakin at that moment and it's like they talk about luck in that exchange Mm -hmm. and she wishes him good luck and then it kind of pauses on both of their faces and there's a swell of music. Yeah. And it's like you, you as the longtime star Wars fan know how powerful a moment that is. And they, they didn't like overdo it as I thought that was really brilliant and gave you the chills. And and not even just like, like we're seeing these connections, you know, it, it felt, and these are things that I think helped me even connect it more with episode three. Like, you heard much more of the original score mm-hmm. in the be- the first couple minutes of the opening of this. Just you know, we we didn't we didn't get the original Clone Wars intro theme. Mm-hmm. We got the Star Wars theme. Yeah. Um, they showed. I, I don't know, Luke, if you recall where that Lucasfilm Limited um, font there came from. I, I I know I've seen it before. I just don't know what it's from. 
Um, but it just, it made it feel more like a cinematic experience and that it was tying in directly with that. Um, and we, this, uh, this episode itself has answered, I mean, the, you know, it's, it's answering so many questions that a lot of people have who know Star Wars and then now are watching the Clone Wars and saying, okay, this like Rex character is a huge character and he goes on and lives in Rebels. Um, what the heck happens to him? Why don't I see him in episode three? Why haven't we really seen him, you know, before then? And and we now know he, he was sent off to Mandalore with, with Ahsoka. And uh, so, so what's going to go down there? What's going to happen to Rex? Obviously, he survives, but it's answering so many questions that, you know, people have and saying, how are you going to tie all this together? Um, Holly, I want to ask you, it seems it felt very abrupt. You know, Bo-Katan shows up with Ahsoka and they're just like, Maul's on Mandalore. Okay, tell us, Obi-Wan, tell us, tell us more. Tell, okay, yeah. And it was at that point, they already knew that the Coruscant was, no, we, we didn't know Coruscant was being attacked at that point, but they said, okay, yeah, well, we'll just give you, you know, half of the 501st. Did that, to me, it felt a little like, would that really go down? Would we send half of the five first to Mandalore when we're, you know, we're not even supposed to be intervening with, you know, any engagement with them at all? Did it seem kind of a stretch? For me, it was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I, I think initially when I watched the episode the first time and you had said that, I was like, yeah, it doesn't really seem like if, you know, you're having this big attack that you decide that suddenly, like, I'm going to drop everything and go yeah. to the chancellor. And then, but you can have half of them. But you can troops. have half of them. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. But also when you think that decision was something that was made by Anakin and he yeah. was going to do that, whether Obi-Wan approved of it or not, even yeah. though Ahsoka said, True. as long as Obi-Wan approves, I don't think that Anakin said, like, we're going to do this. Yeah. And I think that in this episode, we saw a lot of times where Anakin was making a decision and was... Obi-Wan was going along with it every time. So yeah. I think that Anakin's making all these brash decisions. He's not thinking things through. He's being mm -hmm. arrogant. He's just saying, like, recklessly, we're going to give half of these troops so that Ahsoka yeah. can go to Mandalore with them. And yeah. we're going to promote Rex mm -hmm. and make sure that this happens. Yeah. And I guess the second time I watched it, it didn't really seem as surprising to me because it, that decision ultimately didn't come from Obi-Wan because I don't think he would have said let's give them half. But yeah. since it was Anakin and Obi-Wan's being like, it's like, you're going to do it anyway. And he says yeah. that, right. I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not going to stop you. And Luke, what did you think of that moment? Because to me, like I said, I, it felt like a little bit of a stretch, but the moment it, I, I, I want to hear your thoughts. Cause I, 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 maybe it's, maybe I'm critiquing it too much and you know, it, I, I know I am, but what did you think about that? Did it, did it seem like that's believable? Yeah, I think Holly's spot on. It was Anakin was going to find a way to make it happen one way or the other. Yeah. You know, he kept saying he wanted to do it, and then Obi-Wan would say, well, you can't because of this. And then he would just find yeah. some sort of loophole around it. Like, oh, you can't give command to Ahsoka. She's not a part of the Order or the Republic anymore. Oh, okay, well, then I'll promote Rex to commander. Yeah. And it's Rex who's really in command. You know, it's like he was going to do it no matter what, like Holly was saying. Yeah. So uh, to me, that... Uh, isn't so much like a, a plot hole. It, it seems like, yeah, why would you want to send resources there if the priority is Coruscant, but it's just Anakin like skirting the rules yeah. in his Anakin way. Yeah. And like the biggest, um, the biggest plot criticism I have that left me kind of scratching my head 
it, it it's a little bit of a tangent, so bear with me. But uh, they acted like it, it struck me odd that they acted like it was such a like an intelligence achievement to figure out that Maul was on Mandalore yep. when in the series that's the last place that we saw him. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of like a funny thing to me. Like, oh, I can't believe it. He's on Mandalore. Let's go get him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but are are you familiar at all with uh, the Son of Dathomir comic line? Yeah, it was a, a, a little run. Um, goes back to Dathomir with the mother, right? She's there. Yeah, yeah. I read it. I read it a while back, and then I just read it again. I found it on the Marvel app. It was technically a Dark Horse comic, but like Marvel like absorbed them yeah. when they took over Star Wars, and so like all their like back issue stuff, I guess, is still on the app. And so I ran through the. It's a four issue run. And I think it was going to be like several episodes, an arc of yep. Clone Wars that once the show itself got canceled, they're like, well, we have this story. Absolutely. Let's get it out there. Still sort of like the Dark Disciple novel, uh, which is one of my favorite um, canon novels. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, so, they, yeah, they do the Son of Dathomir comic line, which picks up with when we last saw Maul in the Clone Wars, he was getting, you know, his owned by Palpatine. Palpatine came to Mandalore and kind of put him in his place. Like you can't be running off doing your thing when I'm trying to do all of my Machiavellian maneuvering and everything. Um, And then you see how Maul kind of gets away from him, reunites with some of the Mandalorians, continues his struggle against Dooku and Grievous and Sidious. And then, yeah, Mother Talzin of the Night Sisters is pulled in. Uh, And it's this, it's a really interesting line and it kind of fills in some of the gap. I don't know if it's like technically still canon because it's kind yeah. of in this weird place um, where I think it, it was going to be in the series and then it turned into this comic line. It was even before the Marvel mm-hmm. era or, you know, the Disney era technically maybe. Uh, so it's in this weird spot. But if you kind of tie that in um, at the end of the issue, I think he's on Dathomir in the last scenes of the, the run. So, mm-hmm it makes sense that they don't know where he is and that, Oh, it's a surprise or something of an achievement that they know he's on Mandalore now like that yeah. makes a lot more sense. But if all you've done is watch the clone wars, you're like, yeah, of course he's on Mandalore. That's where we saw, so him, we saw him last. last. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought up uh, the Dathomir comic because that was such an epic moment in star Wars that showing the power of mother towns and, 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 the Dathomir witches and their like their spells, like she could have taken Palpatine, like they could have taken Palpatine in that moment. But Palpatine and Dooku are both there and ultimately destroy her. Spoiler alert: it's four comics. Go read it. Um, but you know, Maul is devastated by that, and she protects him. It's a, it's a, such a freaking great little story there. But it shows just that there's other powers out there, you know, and that you know Palpatine feared that she could disrupt his plans, and that she was the one who could do it. Correct me if I'm wrong, Luke. He, he, he commented how much he respected her and how powerful she was. Um, and so she's no dummy. He took Dooku with him and there's a lot of force lightning going on and spells and it's freaking <laughs> awesome. I love it. I, I'm so sad that that wasn't part of the series, but it is a great comic line. So like Luke said, go check that out. It's, it's yeah, worth it's, your it's dropped in there that, that he kind of went to mother Talzin to learn like yeah parts of the dark side God. early on. And that's how he kind of encountered Maul. And I was like, Oh, I'll take Maul as my apprentice. Mm. And then he sort of like, you know, learned from Talzin and then, grew beyond her in the in the dark side i think 
it's so cool to think about an alternate mall path. He learns all these powers from his mother. He has the dark side there with him and these this power that she possesses, and he learns it, and he becomes this ultimate bad figure. I mean, he already is, but it, it's kind of good that they didn't go down that path because what we see and we learn in Rebels is that Maul hasn't matured. Maul hasn't grown from where he was in The Phantom Menace, and that's why he fails. That's why he fails against Obi-Wan so quickly. So I'm kind of glad they didn't, but man, you were at a you were at a crossroads there where you're like, Maul could become so freaking epic, and he is. Um, but we ultimately know that you know he, he seeks revenge, and it, it leads to his downfall, and that was such an awesome way to end this episode, too, and we'll get there to it in a, in a moment. But other things this answered, too, yeah, for me, when I watch episode three and, you know, it seems like, you know, we come from episode two, clones going there, whoop butt, separatists, cool, and then all of a sudden, Coruscant's under attack? What the hell happened? Like, how are they, how are their backs to the wall right now? And we learn in the introduction, well, we're spread out pretty thin. We're getting hit on all fronts. We've sent Jedi out everywhere. Um, and you kind of see that with Order 66. But um, it was nice to know, that, like, okay, there's other things going on. We're spread thin. Um, and, and this is why Anakin and, and Obi-Wan appear to arrive late to the battle. It seems like things are well underway. And they're like, all right, all right, let's go get the Chancellor. It's like, well, how did he get captured in the first place? Um but they did mention that the, the Chancellor had a, a, a Jedi protector. I don't remember who it was. Shakti. Shakti. Which I think I think that's the Torgruten. Yeah. And you know, same species as uh as Ahsoka. Yeah. Absolutely. Um and so then you know, we defeat the Separatists there in that moment. They get summoned back, you know, to, to base or, or their command ship, whatever it is. And, and, and there's a, there's a, someone on the line using the fulcrum channel or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I just want to yeah. say that. I don't know why. That was just, like, very surprising to me. Yeah. And it might be because I watched Rebels before I watched mm -hmm. any of the Clone Wars. And so, to me... Fulcrum is Ahsoka. Yeah. And then just, and then they were like, oh, it's Sagarera. And I yeah. was like, well, this is weird because we're like 20 years or yeah. around that before she appears in Rebels, right? Am I it's, wrong? It's, it's around there. Something sure. like yeah. that. And then I was like, I think I looked at Michael and I was like, saw is Fulcrum here. Where did that come from? But then Anakin goes in and it is Ahsoka. It's Ahsoka. And I was like, well, that's kind of a cool little callback there. So, yeah, Holly, isn't it great that it basically shows that Anakin originated the code name? Yeah. Yeah. Of Fulcrum. And then it's used by the Rebel Alliance, who is yeah. his enemy. Yeah. You know, the irony, that's right? like, a, yeah. Absolutely. And Holly, take, take me to that moment, you know. Anakin running up. What what is it? What's so important? And they see each other for the first time, um, or even you know, when she arrives, not a whole lot of time for pleasantries. Mm -hmm. Also, something that I think was very striking about that moment is it's been a really long time since we've seen Anakin and Ahsoka together, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But also, this is the first time in a long time that we've actually seen Anakin just be completely speechless. That was cool. Which I think speaks to the gravity of what's happening in oh, that yeah. moment because he has no words. Yeah, and how much she means to him. People mm -hmm. forget how much time these two spent, and it, it makes you think, now I kind of want to go back after after we finish Clone Wars, watch Episode 3, and, and she would be like, 
he's he's probably got some Ahsoka on the mind. I mean, yeah, he's rescuing rescuing the Chancellor, Padme, his child, mm-hmm. but you know, Ahsoka's in there somewhere. He's probably shooken. I I think so. I think so. And and that's it, it, the, their their meeting was almost a hey, we're gonna catch up later. You know, we're gonna win. Maybe a little overconfidence, and we'll 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 see what's going on after. You can tell me all about it later. Um, and yeah, like Luke said, that's the the last time they're gonna see each other as Anakin and Ahsoka. Luke, were you looking for anything else from that moment? Was it just the right amount? Um, or you know, we spent a lot of time with the the Martez sisters, um, and our in our reunion here, you know, it was just you know thirty seconds or so. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great thing that you pointed out there. It's some sort of tragic irony, you know, that they don't take more time or they don't have more time to kind of reconnect. Yeah. And they think, oh, there'll be another time. I think they like you're right. They both don't think it's the last time. I mean, you know, you never think it's the last time. You know, you hear stories about people lose a loved one and they're like, gosh, you know, I talked to them on the phone a day before they died and yeah. all we did was just talk about something stupid or I don't even remember what we talked about. I wish I would have said, you know, something different to them. You know, you hear those stories over and over again from people. Uh, So it's a very like relatable thing that you can both, you can see Ahsoka thinking eventually like, I wish I would have said something different or we would have talked more that last time I saw him. So I think that's really great. Again, how subtly or it's played that moment and the gravity it just has because we know the what's to come as fans and they didn't yeah. need to mm-hmm. you know do something too crazy they yeah. just kind of let that feeling and that knowledge of the fans sit there absolutely. and just like you're squirming you're like oh no absolutely this is the last time and he's uh, he's held so, on to her sabers the whole that. time right yeah. and made some modifications some tinkering it seems uh, made them better he said Another moment right prior to, to them having their own little special moment, um, Obi-Wan and Bo-Katan engaging in conversation about, you know, well, why should we help Mandalore? There's a treaty and she doesn't care. You get Maul, I get Mandalore. And I can't recall exactly what she says um, about her sister. She says something like, I thought my sister meant more to I you than that. I thought she meant more to you than that. It was very brief, but man, I, I remember, Holly, you probably recall the first time I watched it, I put my hands on my hair. I was like, oh, that just, that she felt like there. it cut deep. And it, it's just, it shows once, Obi-Wan has flaws, you know? It's, it's you know he's he's not to to blame for Anakin's downfall I don't think but he has you know flaws and he openly admits that and but now it's he's turning to the Republic to duty um, and that's you know another reason it makes you know their decision all the more he he's he, he's sticking to duty here you know he could help Mandalore he could hope help you know Bo and 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 her family but the Chancellor's calling and and I there's another moment there where Ahsoka. Um, says, you know, Coruscant isn't really under attack. Like, it's the Chancellor, and that's all you're worried about. Mm-hmm. And it was a really great moment to really show her maturity as well and how much she's grown just since we've seen her here in the in the latest of Clone Wars to say, you know, I was reminded, you know, why people like the Jedi and what they expect of us, and it's not, you know, your 
dedication to the chancellor. That's not, this is why you have failed. She summed it up very briefly, but this is why you failed. And maybe she foresees the order going down a path, um, an even darker path. But uh, Luke, what, what did you think about that moment? It was pretty, it was short, but it was tense. Yeah, it shows, you know, what Ahsoka has learned through her experience experiences through the Clone Wars and, you know, with the Martez sisters more recently and everything that she, you know, the part of the reasons that she walked away from the orders because she felt they were a little disconnected from just the regular people yeah. of the galaxy. But you you see it both ways. Like, yeah, as a, as a military matter, you can't really have your enemy attack and take over your capital, capital. or yeah. capture your leader. You know, that's just like... And that's not going to work for your military side of things, you know, to be victorious. So yeah. Obi-Wan's right that they can't just not go to Coruscant and not worry about the invasion there. And Ahsoka's also right because it's not what's most important to the probably the vast majority of people in the galaxy, but it is important for their current military struggle. Yeah, and that that just that simple conversation there, Holly – People were, were hitting up, you know, or maybe not hitting up Ashley Eckstein in person, but she responded from some of people saying, this Martez sister, you know, little scenario here, not digging it. What the hell? Are we, mm -hmm. Where is this going? And she says, trust me, this is going to matter. This is going to matter and it's going to be big and and just, just wait. And, and she was right. Yeah, she was. And I think that that's something great about Ashley Eckstein is how invested she is yeah. in Ahsoka as a character and how she tries to, you know, embody her, like you said, maturity mm -hmm. and her growth yeah. in this series. And we all trust her. So yeah. when Ashley Eckstein says it's going to matter, everyone was like, okay, yeah. this matters. It's going to matter. And, and moments, you know, more moments of just pure emotion her meeting with the clones, seeing that they've, you know, quickly, they heard she's, she's back and they quickly just, you know, painted their, their, their helmets to, to, to represent her and, and that their, 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 their faith in her. And then, and they've just, you know, they stuck by her side, even through, you know, everything that happened with her in the order. Um, she's been with them for a very long time. She put her neck out for them. Um, and she cared about them probably more than any of the other Jedi. Um, and, and that 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 really showed through. And, and what what would they say? What Anakin say? Loyalty is is this the most important thing to the clones? And it, it, he's right. And, and we mentioned this in our reaction. Yeah, like they. That's why they respect her so much because she's mm -hmm. remained loyal. She looks at them as individuals. She cares about them. She goes out of her way to make sure during battle they're safe. And we see that when they're, you know, sieging Mandalore. She goes out of her way to go save a pilot who's stuck who can't eject. Um, but it's also funny in that, of course, you know, loyalty is important to them. It's implanted in their mind and it's what, you know, is used to execute order 66. It's, it's just, it's, it's beautifully written. I, I, yeah. I loved it. And it's, 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 it's very damning and it's very, it's very beautiful. But, um, so let's talk about that, that siege on Mandalore. I mean, I, I think a lot of that opening bridge scene was to, 
to get us comfortable with the fact that all these clones got some jetpacks and we got a lot of them and they know how to use them. So when we go to Mandalore, you're thinking, okay, these clones are going to get whooped because there's going to be jetpacks everywhere. And what, hold on, we're all Rex has one, but he happened to forget one for Ahsoka. Um, that was a great moment because Luke, Luke so brought funny. that up. I think that was the first thing that you said that you know you liked about this episode and i just think that's a great moment between her and rex oh, where he's so like good. i didn't get you a jetpack and she's like i don't need one i gotta need one race you to the the surface i thought yeah. that was that was epic and and she i don't know it was really cool cool great scenes we've seen people jump from ship to ship but um it was just very graceful and and never never actually you know impaling anyone with them just you know cutting their jetpack they get you know flown away and they explode you don't really see her you know killing anybody so to speak but uh when she lands there on that platform and there's an explosion it's just like holy cow and there's all this fire and she's just blocking everything and then here come the clones it was freaking epic but uh um we see you know familiar faces from rebels luke you probably recall the gentleman's name um, it's, it's not the, 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 the leader leader there, but his, his right hand guy, Gar Saxon, mm -hmm. Saxon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and his, his, his mall like helmet. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, but we, we know, we all know mall is a manipulator. Um, mall is there to ambush them and it was planned out all along. And you hear, uh, the, the, uh, Mandalorian leader say when he's confronted by the clones and Ahsoka, you, you're, you're not the one we were expecting. <laughs> what? Holy cow, this is a trap. Um, so, so, Luke, take me to that moment where we're, we're in the, what are they, sewers? I don't know. what They were underground tunnels or whatever. Right. It felt almost like a horror film at times. Yeah. I, I had flashbacks to The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, it was played really well. You know, horror, like like you said, where Ahsoka kind of gets separated from a lot of the clones, and then you hear them off screen, you know, getting shot and oh. crying out as they fall one after the other. And she's like always like a step behind, and she arrives just as they're yeah. kind of collapsed on the ground with the you know their chest armor smoking. Mm. Uh, so that was yeah, that was played very much like a like a horror scene. Mm. Uh, in that, I like too how they show you the shot of all the enemy the mall mandalorians kind of gathering yeah and in, in parallel tubes from the the clones and ahsoka coming down uh and so you see it all coming and in, in, in the the hero characters don't uh that's you know kind of a classic thing that you know the, show the audience more mm -hmm. than what the person inside the story knows and to heighten that tension uh so yeah that was that was a cool sequence and the, my first thought you know that very end when she realizes she's outnumbered and surrounded and she, you know, is basically captured at that point. And it seems it reminded me of, uh, it's kind of a clone wars trope that, and I, and I'd love to go through the whole series and like count the number of times that, you know, your hero characters get captured or even yeah. like throw some of the other characters in there, like Dooku and Grievous. And, you know, all these characters get captured over and over again in this yep. series. And it's kind of just like, um, if you want to be cynical about it, you can roll your eyes like, oh, you know, this again, they're captured and then they get away like every time. Yep. Um, and think about the number of times Ahsoka was captured in that last arc with the Martez sisters. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, so to me, like, if you want to be cynical about it, you can you know, like complain about it as this trope that keeps coming up over and over again. Uh, but I kind of like get tickled by it almost at this point that it just 
it seems to always happen uh, in in more episodes than not and it's just kind of like sort of paying homage to itself the the, the series that oh yeah here we go again she's gonna get captured it's it's so you can have those great moments between the you know the bad characters and the good characters when they're they're captured because one person's disarmed and so you can kind of like pause breathe and and talk yeah about things rather than always having action so it, it works as like that story device but it it can be a little repetitive well obi-wan even makes a joke about it when they're talking <laughs> about maul Hey Ahsoka, uh, yeah. I've killed Maul, you know, once. Best to capture him. It seems like he refuses to die yeah. or something. I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's it was. It, I was a little surprised too because you know, Obi Wan and Anakin have had you know many confrontations with with Maul and his brother. You know, there was it was pretty much a drawl every time to send Ahsoka on her own to face them all that's that's some faith uh, just as if she's gonna get him and i'm thinking you're gonna capture him like how are you gonna do that like he's, he's eluded you all along they weren't even gonna go after him so i don't know if yeah. to them in that moment it even mattered. even mattered yeah we'll give you half of our 501st but Good luck. like uh, so uh, Holly, what what did you what did you like most about that whole battle sequence or or the Ahsoka moment? You know, with mm-hmm. Maul, um, what, what did you really take from that? Yeah, you know, I think that this episode gave us a lot more battle and a lot more lightsaber action than oh, yeah. like the whole season has so far. I yeah. guess so. I kind of liked what Luke was saying where it kind of gives you the chance to get out of those action sequences. Yep. And I feel like we really needed that yeah. in that moment because there had been so much go, go, go. Yeah. And it was kind of like, okay, well, where are we going? Like some, it has to come to a head at some point and it Absolutely. did. And I just, I guess again, I know I keep saying it, but we keep, I'm going back in time because mm-hmm. I already know and we all know by watching rebels that like Ahsoka is going to continue to get captured, but yeah. It's not, she's not going to die in these moments. Yep. And she's always going to be able to get out of it. So it almost, in a sense, does provide you as a viewer some relief because it is very tense, but at the yeah. same time, you know, she's going to get out of this. Yeah. So it's really what's going to happen to the side characters in this moment. Yeah. How is that going to move the story forward? And then, like Luke said, what is the conversation and where, like, where is this going to go next? Yeah. And that's how we're getting propelled forward. And I think it's happening very quickly. That's a, that's a, a beautiful way to 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 trans transition into the conversation of like where are we going now? And you're right, Maul, Ahsoka, they all survive. We know that. It's this conversation that we're gonna have that y- you have no idea what's going to be said. You know the end result, but you don't know what Maul's gonna propose here. You don't know what he's gonna tell Ahsoka. You don't know how much Ahsoka's going to know when she goes into hiding. You don't know what's going to happen necessarily to Rex. We know he survives as well. Are we going to see him escape during everything that's going down? And and, and that's going to be very powerful yeah. stuff. And you guys know, I think one thing that I felt happened when I was watching Rebels, especially in the scenes that Ahsoka was involved with where Maul was trying to get Ezra to do things for him and mm. manipulate him. Yep. Ahsoka treated Maul as more of like an annoyance yeah. as opposed to how we're seeing their relationship right now, where it's we have to get him. 
he's this huge big baddie like michael likes to say yeah. we got to get him we got to take him down yeah. we have to kill him and now we know somewhere along the lines that relationship is going to change between them because i feel like we see it in rebels where she's just like oh my god you can't trust him yeah like you just don't trust him but yeah. she's not like we have to kill him right now no and luke holly holly's you know speaking a lot of good things about maul and and, and his character and his 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 tendency to try to seek allies and moments and 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 I can see him, you know, Ahsoka, put put down your weapons. We we have a common enemy. We have a common enemy. Join me. He's an opportunist, In this right? moment. He absolutely is. Luke, how do you see this conversation going down? I mean, the trailer, the, 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 at least the commercial that we saw, the final one, seemed to... It led me to believe they're gonna have they're gonna sit and have a conversation for a little bit, but I think it's just gonna get right into okay, let's duke it out. We're gonna have a conversation. Is he gonna seek an ally here in this moment? And and just you know, we 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 know Maul and in his he seeks vent he seeks revenge against Palpatine, right? Um, he says it's his dying words. It, you know, is he the chosen one? He'll 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 avenge us all or whatever it is he yeah. said. Um, how do you see that conversation going down, Luke? Yeah, it's, it's a great thing to speculate about because, like you both said, we know these characters persist beyond this storyline, which, again, a cynical point of view would be like, well, then why do I care? I know they're both yeah. going to make it through this. Yep. Neither of them is going to be killed because we know, you know, they're in other storylines that take place after this. But to me, that almost makes it, way more interesting and it opens up so many possibilities because sort of the you know, death is kind of black and white if one of them gets killed yeah that's like you know a 50 50 chance they survive or they get killed that's not entirely interesting whether or not somebody goes into a confrontation and is killed from a, a story standpoint so to know that and i trust that feloni and, and the team will have a, a powerful story to tell even though it doesn't you know, end in one ultimately being like totally defeated in, in terms of losing their life. Um, so that to me is like, yeah, what what is this moment going to be? This confrontation going to be about, and what is it, what is it going to uncover, and what is it going to show? What what will each party try to get the other to see? You know, Maul will certainly try to manipulate Ahsoka, but at the same time, you know. Ahsoka has her own manipulations and point of view that yeah. she will try to influence Maul on, probably. Yeah. Uh, and what really intrigues me about these final three episodes that I didn't really realize until we started talking, and that's the great thing about like just talking Star Wars with friends because yeah. when you're experiencing it by yourself, um, you don't think of as many things as when you start bouncing stuff off of each other back and forth. Yeah. And you know, we talked about how it shows that the timeline is mirrored up with... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Revenge of the Sith. And um, that means I think we could see Ahsoka experiencing and or feeling yeah. the results of Order 66, which I didn't necessarily think yeah. we were going to experience uh, or didn't didn't hold out too much hope we were going to experience. But now I'm starting to think more and more that we will because we have seen the very blatantly said the timelines are you know, have overlapped here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be an interesting thing of maybe both her and Maul experiencing some part of Order 66. Yeah. yeah. That would be insane to think that 
you know, Yoda having that moment, sensing it all on Kashyyyk, right? Mm-hmm. Drops his, 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 his cane, his walking stick, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and, and beheads a couple of clone troopers, right? But Ahsoka having that moment. Yeah. Ahsoka sensing the, the loss of her master. Boy. I think it's it's tragic, and and she, you know, mistakes probably that loss of of Anakin being deceased. <laughs> She's just feeling the, the 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 death of Anakin Skywalker and the rise of, of Lord Vader. Now she doesn't know that he's necessarily Darth Vader. We know that from Rebels. She finds that out, mm-hmm. you know, the hard way. Yeah. Um, but to to see that moment on screen would just add even more to such a devastating moment and an emotional moment. But to, I think we very well could see that. Um, something else I want to ask both of you is, is we see there's, there's shots in the trailer of, of like Mace and, and, and holograms and things that, you know, it looks like it's coming from episode three. Are there going to be any discussion or consequences for what Obi-Wan and, and Anakin let happen with losing half the 501st, sending them to Mandalorian? Is that going to be a topic of conversation, or is it going to be more so the dark side shrouds everything right now? Uh, we have no idea what the hell is going on. I mean, I imagine that... <laughs> I mean, we're, we're watching the decision that Anakin made even though he didn't know it would ultimately lead to what it did. And maybe Palpatine did. I don't know. But we're watching the direct effects of that decision. Had he not given Ahsoka half of the troops, would have that turned out differently? I don't know. If he had just had them all go with Ahsoka, then the story would have been very different too. So maybe, maybe, (laughs) Maybe Anakin says... Ahsoka and I are going to go take care of this. Uh, Obi-Wan, you got it. Meet up with Shakti. Um, or Anakin goes alone. My doubles have, have or my powers have doubled since we last met, Count. Like, I, I just think how arrogant he is in that moment. And I could see him taking him alone um, like he did before and got owned. Um, but I just, I'm wondering if we're going to bleed in any of like what's going on in Mandalore. Are we going to hear the council even talk about that? Or are they just, I mean... You know, the council is about to be dissolved, let's be honest. So maybe they don't even care. It's the, they feel the dark side, things are happening. Um, Luke, do you expect any more play, or is it just we're going to, you know, we're more so going to see what happens on Mandalore with Ahsoka and maybe get glimpses of, of Order 66? Or, or are they going to connect any more than just that? Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting more connections, um, just given how brilliantly and how tied into and ingrained in the storytelling of star Wars Filoni is, you know, he learned at the right hand of George Lucas making most of the series. And so he's just more than any other person besides George kind of just has it to his core, uh, star Wars storytelling. So I think he's going to continue to, to tie into the bigger picture, uh, and, and, and in rewarding ways, I think for fans, one of the little Easter eggs that you brought up, like all the hologram images of the different Jedi and stuff. Yeah. Um, in the opening sequence, as the narrator's talking, there is an image as it's talking about, you know, all the battles going on um, and Jedi having to be dispatched throughout the galaxy because of all these separatist attacks. It mm-hmm. shows um, Deepa Balaba and um, 
Kanan, who would have yeah. been uh, uh, Caleb Dune at that time. Because yeah. um, if you read his Kanan comic series, um, he is on um, a mission, you know, at a battle with his master, Deepa Balaba, when Order 66 uh, goes down. And so it was a cool, just like it was, you know, a couple second shot, if that, where they yeah. showed Deepa Balaba and, and young. Young Kanan, Caleb, Dune. Uh, so that was um, just a real cool little Easter egg there. Um, but I definitely think you know we'll continue to see broader tie-ins. And it's funny that you mentioned like would Anakin get in trouble for splitting up the five hundred first? Um, it's funny because it kind of weakens his hand in a yeah. sense afterwards because it's the five hundred first that's with him, I believe, when he marches on the Jedi Temple once yeah. he's Vader. Could have ended and so that really, more quickly. he's only coming with half of yeah. the 501st we yeah. see now. So maybe he gave um, some of the Jedi there more of a fighting chance, and maybe more yeah. of them escaped the temple than would have. Uh, yes. You that, know, would have survived Order 66 had he not split up the 501st. We may not have Cal. We may not have uh, these other Jedi who, who end up, you know, surviving. And I'm sure there were more that we have no idea of. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I hope, and I, I, I'm just going to speculate here, pure speculation. I don't think that's the last we've seen of Kanan. I have a feeling we're going to get more of order 66, not just the iconic moments that we recall. I think we're going to see a little more. I think we're going to add a little more because to just play over those same scenes and make it connect that way. I think we're going to see more Jedi deaths. We could very well see uh, Kanan's uh, 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 master uh, sacrifice herself in this moment. That would be crazy. That would be crazy because then you go and then you read uh, Kanan and Hera's uh, book, which I can't recall uh, what that uh, New Dawn. New Dawn. Uh, and you can see just how drunken and pissed off he is. And then you understand why. Um, so I think that would be really impactful. Um, but I, 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 I can't imagine where we're going. That was just part one. And it's already set us up, like, like Holly said, like it, it's all that action has set us up for very tense conversational moments between Maul and Ahsoka. And they're going to be great because I'm thinking back to him and Ezra and how just deep these conversations got and how cunning Maul is. And he has, he has a goal in mind, but he, he says, you also have this, you benefit from this as well. So what's Ahsoka going to benefit from um, your masters in peril? Like I, you know, maybe we can go and destroy this dark Lord and save your man. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, there's going to be an epic battle. We already know it happens. So, but I'm I'm more interested in the conversation than the lightsaber duel, though. It does look really freaking sick. Um, uh, you know, Maul and his iconic double-bladed lightsaber. It's going to be it's going to be out of this world, and it's going to be the best Clone Wars we've ever seen. And people are loving it. I I, I happened to go on Dave Filoni's Instagram page and just read the comments of his most recent post. People are blowing up saying, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This is better than all the movies. It's like, well, I mean, I don't know if it's better than all the movies, but I mean, it was fantastic. Maybe this, you know, it feels more cinematic and I think mm -hmm. everyone appreciates that and how much it's tying in. He also did a sketch of, oh, did you see it? It's Holy. Luke. He, he did does it. these things all the time. And they're gorgeous. 
he did a sketch. It was actually kind of emotional after this episode aired. It was of Anakin and Ahsoka standing yeah. next to each other, but just silhouetted. She almost looked a little younger, too. Yeah, she yeah. did. It was very nostalgic. Oof. It was very sad. Just like they were both walking kind of away together. It yeah. was insane. Yeah. Like was. an older uh, brother. and oh. I just looked it up. Uh, you said it was like on a sunset type yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 It was freaking really good. It's, it's emotional and... I just I can't believe we're at this moment. I'm I'm so happy we're getting this moment and and you know it's 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 not everything that we were you know promised in the past, but what they're doing is, is fantastic and and like Luke said, cleverly finding ways of tying this story in to where it works. It's not it's not cheap. It matters. Yeah. Ahsoka matters and and the decision she's made she's gonna make is gonna matter. Um, they're Maul, huge. they're huge, and Maul and what he's doing, you know, matters. He, it's, he's still focused on Kenobi, and it, it translates into Rebels. I do have to say this: I was not a big fan of Darth Maul in the movies. Yeah. I just like didn't really care for yeah. his character, yeah. how it was portrayed. But the more Maul content I'm seeing, yeah. like what I've seen in Rebels and what I'm seeing in the Clone Wars and stuff. I actually, I appreciate his character so much. Yeah. And just like you guys have said, the cunningness, the mm -hmm. cleverness, like how resourceful he is. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know. He's just such a great character. It was, and that's George Lucas. That was all George Lucas bringing him back. And, and what they did is they took this character, you know, that was kind of hot headed, you know, Thought he was, you know, going to go in and own these Jedi and 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 bring about revenge and 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 he looked cool. He he his double blade lightsaber was cool. His moves were cool. So in 1999, everyone's like, "This guy's awesome!" And then wait, that's it? That's all we get with him? And then George Lucas, you know, geniusly comes back and says, "We're going to bring him back and we're going to add so much more depth." and context to this character you're going to show him coming from his worst to his best it sounds bad saying his best because it's <laughs> it's deceitful and it's you know he dominates an entire planet and then he kills a lot of people <laughs> but like he goes from his worst to his best and it's there's just so much depth with him yeah. and he 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 of all the characters is the biggest roller coaster ride of anyone. He has he has high moments. He comes back down and hits rock bottom, and then he's back on top. Oh, mm. Palpatine says, "Nope, you're back down on on your knees." Like, it's insane what yeah. they've done with that simple character, and he's from they just looked cool to one of the most iconic in, in all Star Wars. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is going to sound bad or maybe it's not, but sometimes I do, like, find myself feeling sorry for him. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm like, yes. oh, especially, like, when you get to a certain mm. point in Rebels and then you just kind of are like, oh. Obi-Wan holding him. And yeah, I, it's all just, like, I can't. I can't with that moment. It's crazy. I made Holly go through a 30-minute breakdown of yeah. that confrontation with me, frame by frame, explaining it all to her. She got a lot more information than she wanted. Yeah, out of no, that. I liked it. But and also like Luke brought up the what yeah. was it? The son of is it son the son of, of Dathomir? Son, son of Dathomir. Sons of Dathomir sons or something of, like that. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't read that and to be honest i actually think this is the first time that i'm hearing about this comic line yeah. so thank you both of it's you fantastic. for keeping well, me in the dark i'll give you the ipad here in a minute get on yeah that's what i was gonna say i think i am gonna read it because i know i've been asking like ever since playing fallen order 
Let's I've go. been like, I need more of that. Like I yeah. need more witches. I need more of yes. those like magical powers. And so I'm totally oh. going to read these comics and maybe we'll even have to do an episode where we just talk about those comics. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm into that. Well, Holly, if you want more witches, it's time that I finally introduce you to Battle for Endor. Uh, because it's, <laughs> it's a great cinematic feature. Um, it, yes, I know you all are begging for it to be, you know, a focus of the trivia trials. And yes, I will announce here it will be included in our trivia trials, you know, movie breakdown. So stay tuned for that. But you're right. There's, there's just, and that's what I loved so much about that moment because those those witches are the 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 Dathomirians. I don't know what you call them, but they are powerful. Those the 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 women, the females of that you know race and that planet are powerful. Yeah. And um, you know, Maul and his brother learned the hard way, just like a lot of the other men there. But to see her stand up to Dooku and Palpatine and know that many have fallen, um, you know in front of them and she held her own and you know protected maul in the it's insane go read the freaking comic because it's so powerful and you're like wow like palpatine felt threatened he went there to end her yeah yeah crazy so crazy. i'm i'm making an executive decision that this okay. this topic will come up again because i'm going to read the comics yeah. and then if you guys are on board i think we should talk about it absolutely again. we will absolutely break it down uh, it's it's one of the best i mean you want to you we we've talked about four issue runs and how they're they're okay. That is one of the best short runs I've ever read in my life. And man, it's it's kind of a bummer that we never saw it on film, um, or you know here in the Clone Wars. But you know maybe someday they'll make a little something out of it. We'll see. But Luke, thank you it. for bringing that up. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, time. I, I wanted to hit on something that Michael you brought up earlier and is really to me a really powerful and big point that we kind of didn't spend too much time on. But I'd like to circle back to the. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder what your your two reactions were when you were watching it, because you know, at the beginning of the episode, how it how it opened differently than all the other ones do with that, yeah, uh, you know, the green Lucasfilm logo, but not like you know the one we're no- used to seeing, just yep. some plain text, and then followed by the Star Wars opening thing, bum bum bum, yeah, you know, that really like, wait, did I put on the right thing? I, did I click the right button on <laughs> Disney Plus, you know, because yeah. every episode of clone wars ever prior to this has yeah. started in the in the same way other than um i'm trying to remember did the theatrical release of the movie open in just 2008 that have the the star wars opening theme in it i, I no. don't recall they had the normal clone wars one okay because yeah. I, I thought it was another way that they were trying to like in a way make this a bookend obviously it's a bookend because it's supposed to be the end of the series but keep making bookend elements to it like i mentioned with the bridge scene being the opening scene of the movie and the bridge scene being the opening scene of this arc um you know the the opening of the series was a theatrical release which was really just like take three four episodes of the show any three four episodes so smush 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 them together yeah you got a movie and uh you've got a movie yeah and so in this in a way they were like you're not just watching a couple episodes of, of a series. Like this is the start of a movie. These Uh next four episodes are like a sort of theatrical release. And we want to make that more apparent by changing the opening and playing the main theme. Oh, absolutely. Unless it was a longer episode. This episode was was a little bit longer than the other ones. Yeah. A few minutes. Yeah. That's so funny that you said that because I put this episode on, on Friday night and 
it started and we got the opening and then the music hit and Michael looked at me and he was like, seriously, like, can you not put Clone uh, yeah. Wars on? Did you pick yeah. the right I show? thought she unlocked a special feature <laughs> of Lucasfilm Limited that I didn't know. I thought the battle for Endor was coming on right now. I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, and it is. It's such... They were almost saying, like, this is part one of the biggest finale you're ever going to experience in yeah. Star Wars. If you're not paying attention, you now are. Mm -hmm. We immediately have grabbed your attention. It's time to start focusing because crap's getting real. You're going to want to see this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and they may have opened up with that Lucasfilm limited font and, and, and without the logo there. Th that may have happened in the movie. I don't know. We have to play that. Um, but I'm pretty sure the Clone Wars music, you know, because sometimes like, you know, the, the, the commander, you know, he gives the little introduction mm -hmm. what's going on. I kind of zone out sometimes when that's going on. And you get into the episode, cool, cool, cool. But it's almost just like, bam, okay, well, start paying attention. Yeah, and, you know, something else is that we know that the quote in the beginning, it, it sets the theme for that episode. Yeah. We didn't need that oh, because no. we know where we are. Because we know exactly what's happening. Absolutely. Because halfway through that episode, he Obi-Wan gets the call. There's, there is no message here. There is just emotion. Yeah. That's, that is purely what these mm -hmm. four episodes are going to be is pure emotion. It's going to rip your heart out. And, and this, this is one for, for the, the lifelong fans, you know, mm -hmm. you know, this may not be necessarily what sinks in for a lot of the kids watching Clone Wars, but like, this is a, a, a thank you moment from Dave Filoni to everyone who has stuck by Clone Wars, even in the beginning when, you know, it was a little rocky. I was one of those who walked out the theater and I said, I turned to Ez and Tom. I was like, what the hell was that? I, I, I had no idea what we just watched. What, 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 are we expecting more? Did we miss the other half? Like, I don't, what did we just watch? Is a baby job of the hut? What the hell is this? Um, and here it's, you are, like 10 years Here later. we are 10 years later. It's just, it's insane to think that this is it. And, and it's had such an impact on people. Like, go read go read the comments on Dave Filoni's Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And, and you'll see what this means to people. Um, and it's um, for some people, this is, this is what brought them into star Wars. I saw a YouTuber recently and, and gave him a little shout out. And he, the clone Wars movie is where star Wars started for him in 2008. Uh, so he's stuck along, you know, all this time. And it's very emotional for him because this is it. This is the end of it. Um, we already thought the end had happened and it ended abruptly because a deal was happening or something. It's not even clear to me what happened and why Clone Wars ended so abruptly and why you get this random sixth season that feels out of touch from everything else and Yoda goes to some weird place and there's these mystical creatures and it's kind of strange. And, and it, it just ended and it ended on a thud, um, in my opinion. Not a th It wasn't all terrible, but it's just like, what was that? We were kind of back to the beginning. What was that? And now you're really getting what feels like the end of the Clone Wars. Um, and when I say the Clone Wars, it reminds me of a moment that Obi-Wan says, this is the, the uh, what does he say? These are the end of the Clone Wars. And I, I didn't feel like he needed to say Clone Wars. Like, this is the end of the war. It felt weird. It felt like it was inserted in to say, hey, remember, you're watching the Clone Wars. I was like, yeah, I'll be one would have said that in that moment. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, Yoda did start off the Clone Wars saying, you know, be, uh, you know, 
the Clone Wars are beginning, the Clone Wars have, or begun the Clone Wars yeah, have, or something be, like that, right? Begun the Clone Wars have. If it's good enough for Yoda to You're say right. it out loud, that's it's good true. enough for Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, true. you better watch it, buddy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but, no Obi-Wan uh, hate here. There's no Obi-Wan hate. There's there's no Attack of the Clones hate. Um, there's no hate of Star Wars anywhere in this podcast. But, uh, guys, anything else about that final episode? Well, final episode. That, that has yet to happen. <laughs> but the most recent episode, anything else? I liked it. I think yeah. that the Clone Wars now Let's go. have pulled me in. Let's go. Let's finish it. Let's finish, finish him. It. Ugh, that's the wrong. Yeah, I think that the power <laughs> of this one is that as soon as I got done watching it, like I had a strong desire to watch it again. That, yep. does, that doesn't happen every time. I've yeah. seen every episode of Clone Wars at least twice, Yeah, some three times, and um, not everything always grabs me immediately. Like, oh, I need to watch that again. Like, I think most of the episodes so far this season I've only watched once. Yeah. Um, I haven't done repeat viewings, but this one I've watched twice already. It was that good. It was like, you know, Mandalorian episode two, I watched like three times yep. <laughs> when it came out. One of my favorites in this, I could see myself watching a lot. Like I'll probably watch every episode of this arc a few times in the week between, you know, the new one coming out. Oh, and how great it'll be when we have all four parts of this, this last arc to just watch as if it were a feature film. It's going to be glorious i cannot wait i mean it, it's crazy to want a whole entire month to blow by to get to the end but i kind of want it to happen you know maybe we'll be out of isolation at that point we can all talk in person about star wars wouldn't that be fantastic that Holly? Would be great well that was an amazing conversation i know you guys enjoyed it i know i enjoyed it um and i i want to give a little plug now to something magical that happened last night holly <laughs> um, that sounds like I'm leading everyone down, you know, an interesting Crazy. path, a phrasing <laughs> path. But something magical happened last night, Holly, mm -hmm. with the first installment of the Flying Casual Trivia Trials Intergalactic League, uh, Jory versus Sprint. It was one for the ages. It was. It was a fun time. It was such a fun time. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now. I did not know that I had a professional commentator <laughs> slash broadcaster here with me as a co-pilot in studio, but Holly can bring it when commentating. <laughs> her humor is on point. Her, 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 she's just very pointed, mm -hmm. and the jokes are very pointed. Yes, it, I, it's, I, it's great. I commentated my heart out, and you we did. just cannot wait for you guys to see this. I cannot wait. Guys, I, I, I wanted to tease it now. It is going to take me several days to edit this thing. I will say that. Um, but we had a lot of fun doing the trials via Skype with Jory and Brent. I, I'm not going to tell you the outcome right now. You're going to have to watch it for yourself. But it was so entertaining. It was so much fun. Holly and I watched... 20 minutes of the ending and both were just like oh what's my god going what's to gonna happen it was it was that kind of on the end of on the edge of your seat entertainment and we were a part of it and it was just it was such a fun time it and was those, like an out-of-body experience it, that's a perfect you know half the time i felt like i was having an out-of-body experience because i was doing so many things at once well phrasing, phrasing. um but you know next time maybe not the jose cuervo uh margarita <laughs> But we'll see. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as, you know, the psychopathy in the past. But uh, wow. what a treat having those guys and have them being our first, you know, match there. It was like I said, it was one for the ages. It was so fun. And those guys are such good guys. I want to thank the two of them, Jory and Brent, and also their families for being very <laughs> accommodating during this time. It's you know, it's not everyone is going to say 
yeah, honey, yeah, go ahead and, and have fun with your nerd friends on Skype talking about a Star War. Like, that. That not everyone is that accommodating. It's just like Luke and, and his wife and his kids accommodating like none other, and they're such, you know, nice people, and it's a, a huge family that we've built, and the fact that they get to participate in it, and it was, it brings me so much joy. I hope it brings you guys joy. I had such a fun time doing it. It's why I do it, because it's so fun. Um, this isn't about the views. This isn't about anything other than we have a good time doing it, and that's why we're bringing it to you. Um, so be ready for that. It's going to take me a few days. I don't have a date necessarily for the for the release, but um, it's going to be one you're going to want to watch on YouTube, um, and you're going to want to watch the whole thing because uh -huh. it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so anyone have any announcements, uh, surprises? Um, I've gotten a couple questions about, okay. uh, when the next book club is going to be. I don't have a date yet. Um, I know I said that I wanted to give people some time yeah. to actually be able to get the book. I know that there's some delays in mailing if you're not going to do the ebook yeah. or the audiobook. Um, so it's probably going to happen sometime in May. Yeah. Um, so just bear with us. Hey, that's, that's. Totally understandable. It's difficult times. Hard to get your hands on a book right now. Um, I'd loan you a copy, guys, but Holly hasn't finished it. So <laughs> I haven't. She needs to finish that. Uh, Bloodlines, if you've forgotten what title we are reading, um, get that finished up. In the next few weeks, we'll get you a date. Um, it's not going to be too far off, but, you know, it would be great if we could do all of this, have the book club in person once again, yeah. um, see how everyone's doing and, and have a really, really grand old time up here in Chopper Base or what, what the, uh, compound. the compound. Ooh, that's a, whew, that's a, that's, that's a great base name. I like it, Holly. Um, well guys, I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you haven't checked out Clone Wars of the last episode, well, sorry, uh, the whole thing's been spoiled for you, but go watch it again. Um, and if you have a theory about what's going to come, send us an email, hit up flying casual cast at Gmail, uh, DM us. Uh, that's a direct message, right? Holly? Yes. Uh, on Facebook, or you can send us that email. You can leave us a voicemail. Uh, just interact with us somehow. The group is a hot spot for that too. That group is growing a lot of good speculation in there, a lot of entertaining uh -huh. memes and uh, a lot of also positive, really good things going on right now in that group at this time. So if you haven't joined that, uh, you really should. You're missing out. Um, and there's also some really good information in there. I'm not sure what that information is, <laughs> but I'm sure it's entertaining. But, uh, folks, hope you enjoyed it. Go watch Clone Wars. We'll see you next week. May the Force be with you.